Hello and welcome to my show Baatcheet. I am Pratiksha Singh and today I am accompanied by a renowned face in British television and radio industry, a senior sports journalist, Ms. Seema Jaswal. You're welcome to my show, ma'am. Oh, it's lovely to be here. Thank you very much for your lovely introduction as well. <laughs> so to begin with, we all know that sports industry is a male-dominant one. Here, as a girl and as an aspiring journalist, I want to know what challenges you faced in this industry, being a female, to reach the position you are at now. Yeah, it's a very, very good question. It's something that we've been speaking about a lot recently as well. I think, Pratiksha, I've come into this industry a little bit later than those women that maybe face the challenges that I haven't faced beforehand. There are women in the industry around the world and specifically in the UK that I feel have really broken down those barriers and those obstacles and probably faced a little bit more uh, gender discrimination than I have. I don't actually feel like the challenges I've faced have been to do with my gender. So for that, I feel very, very lucky. Um, for example, I always remember when I came out to India to host the Indian Super League, that was back in 2015. That was when the ISL was in its second year. Mm -hmm. And Indian football fans and the Indian public, but let's just talk about the football fans that were watching. They embraced me with open arms. I wasn't once questioned about my gender or my knowledge or, or asked whether I knew anything or knew any less because I was a woman. Um, and it's been similar for me in the UK as well. I feel there are some prominent faces in the UK that have had it and it, it still exists at times. I know it does, but I feel lucky to not have had those challenges. I have faced challenges, however, uh, more to do with learning my craft really i think anyone that does anything in life where, where you're really maybe hosting a sport or hosting different sports every week or you're trying to make it to the top in your respective industry the challenges for me were really about maintaining the knowledge and actually garnering the knowledge for the different sports that i presented so i would go from football to motorsport to the snooker which i host now for the bbc to uh, table tennis to lots of different sports so i think attaining the knowledge was a big big challenge and it was a challenge I welcomed, but it was something I had to dedicate a lot of time to. Um, I think another challenge I faced in my career, and I still do now, I think we all do, is managing your time, managing the time that you dedicate to prepping for your show, to then getting ready and going into your show, um, how you manage, yeah, and managing your life around it, your family, your friends, your social time, but also the time that you dedicate to, to really learning your craft. And I don't think you ever stop learning. So it's also dedicating that bit of extra time as well. I mean, for us with HDTV, I mean, it means that you have to always look the best that you can. And um, the oh, late they can, night- They can, they can see, see the slightest of your flaws yes, on your face. Yes, they can. And you know what? Sometimes a, a late night makeup can't cover that up. So you need to also have like a healthy mind, energy, energy both not in your face and the way that you look, but you need to carry that energy on a show. And sometimes I'm on air for about 10 hours. So you need your start, the start of your show to be just as effective as the end and for that you need to make sure you manage your sleeping patterns and then there was one more thing and this struck me when i was thinking about this question earlier when i came to india it was the pronunciation of the names pronunciation of all of those footballers i wanted to make sure i could pronounce them properly india is such a beautiful and vast country so lots of different areas were famous for different things so uh, to do my to, to to do the coverage justice and to bring it to life, I obviously wanted to make sure that I could pronounce everything. So that was a challenge as well. But when you've got good people around you to help you, then it's always a positive. 
I guess you have broken a lot many stereotypes as much as I can listen to you. So, I guess <laughs> next I want to straight away jump to racism in this field. There have been mm-hmm. ample number of times when we've seen players being targeted based on their skin colors and uh, you know, latest example being of cricketer Mohammad Siraj being racially abused by some Australians during the India Australia test match and obviously there are many times in football as well. Now having yeah. an Indian origin what is your take on this as in what according to you should be the steps taken by the authorities to control it Well you're spot on with the fact that it still very much exists actually as we speak now we've seen the latest victim of racist abuse on social media this time it was aimed at Marcus Rashford a Manchester United player and that yeah. was only yesterday literally well a couple of days ago um that was following a, a string of abuse directed at Anthony Martial Axel Twanzebe another man united player Reese James Romain Sawyer from West Brom and that's all in the last few days so this highlights that racism is very much still a problem it exists and racist racist attitudes are still out there um i think with the constant conversation that we're having about it the fact that you've you've even asked me this as your second question is brilliant because it just shows that we still need to talk about it and only when we talk about it will it allow it to to attitudes to change and people to learn and people to grow and those that maybe are sat there with attitudes or racist attitudes you know you don't know where people come from you don't know what their upbringing's been like but i hope that they can learn from the conversations we're having right now i think the premier league because i know football specifically is sort of my area and the premier league is a powerful platform because football for me i see it as a global language it speaks to everyone and everyone yeah. around the world understands it and loves it. So I think the Premier League is a great platform to try and break down those barriers. A great example is yesterday on my match day live show, we had um the new Chelsea boss Tuchel. He came in to manage his second game in charge and the build up to our show was all about that because that was the story and you know as a journalist it's all about covering the story. But what had happened the day before was Marcus Rashford has had received this terrible disgusting abuse online so it was a no brainer for us that we drop part of the show that we planned to do and we focus on the Marcus Rashford experience because we needed to talk about it and that's what needs to happen not just in sport not just in football but everywhere so i had ian wright and jimmy floyd hasselbank on the show with me and we had a proper conversation my producer and the team we said you know what it doesn't matter how long this takes we dedicate the time to it and we carry on talking about it until we feel the conversation naturally comes to an end um one thing that ian wright pointed out rightly so yesterday was that the abuse that we're seeing a lot now is coming via social media where people feel they can really get away with it because they're not face to face they're hiding behind a platform they're trolls aren't they they're literally hurling all this abuse out at people but there's no accountability and that's what we need to see now we need accountability we need those tougher measures for those people that feel they can be so free keyboard warriors typing away just ridiculous comments and i think we will start to see a shift if there's tougher punishments for those those people but the conversation as we're having now needs to continue and only then we can educate the next generations coming through as well i guess it's really convenient for people to you know hide behind a social media platform and uh, a social media profile and just comment anything uh, that do claim they have a right to express i don't think you have the right to actually abuse anyone based on their skin color so yeah moving on uh 2020 has been a really tough year for almost everyone around the globe meanwhile we saw there were many challenges faced by the players they had no work to do so they shared their lives and stuff but what about the media personals like how according to you have covid affected the lives and working of the journalists emphasis on the sports one and the broadcasting teams 
how is yeah, india in, in short uh, affected by this covid the pandemic yeah well, i'll start with the first part of your question in terms of the sports well working with the premier league they've done a really great job in getting the league up and running and safe as safe as possible for everyone um at the start you can imagine when last march when we heard about this global pandemic and we didn't quite know what to expect and it affected everyone's lives around the world i think when you put perspective on it we felt very very lucky to even have football back in our lives and as a presenter i felt so lucky very blessed to be able to go to the studio and present my shows where i knew so many people that i know and so many people around the world were stuck at home not being able to do anything and that was really really tough so i think from that point of view we felt very lucky now we're coming up to a year in march and it's been challenging first of all for the sports teams themselves i mean many people take the attitude well you're playing sport you're playing premier league football you're lucky and yes you are but it doesn't mean it hasn't been a challenge for them i know if i take for example one of the teams newcastle they had to close their training ground at one point they had a huge outbreak within the newcastle camp even though everyone's being tested very very regularly mm-hmm. um and i remember the manager saying something that really stuck in my head he said you know what if people think that covid-19 is just for those that are vulnerable and just older then they're wrong i'm looking at premier league players that are some of the fittest players in the world they're the fittest people fittest human beings in the world because of the training and the intensity and they can't walk they can't breathe and they're in their early 20s then we know that this is an unforgiving disease and it will affect anyone and everyone so i think that for me you know it it really stuck with me and it just goes to show it it did it has affected them it still is affecting them but i think everyone's doing their best with regular testing and following the protocols to be as safe as possible because those footballers and the sports men and women and athletes around the world still have to go back to their homes don't they so that's an important thing for us in the media however i think the biggest biggest challenge has been missing the fans you know with sport it's all <laughs> fans when you go to the grounds they create the atmosphere i think um you just get such a buzz because the fans are what makes any sport you know that i mean you think about cricket think about football think about all yeah. sorts of sports but the atmosphere is like it changes which means that the whole field changes so i think we've missed them so we've had to sort of adapt a little bit i don't go to the grounds mm. as much but when i have been there you just really feel it we i personally as a presenter i host the matches in the studio so we have to socially distance with our team we have a scaled back team in the gallery so you know the people that are talking to you in your ear and all of those people there's a big team behind the scenes that you don't see and that's been completely scaled back um we had like green room chat you know where you sit in the green room before and after yeah, your show yeah. and all the time you bond there and you learn you know you have those chats sometimes those conversations will carry on into your show and that's sometimes when you get that gold dust cuz mm. you just have that relaxed chat cup of tea just talking about uh, different things and we can't really do that so freely and then the other way we've really had to adapt is um interviews i mean i've interviewed a string of players on zoom now a bit like how we're having this interview on zoom but i've had to interview lots of players on zoom and i think at first i felt oh i'm going to miss that connection because you know when you sit in front of somebody you feed off their energy they feed off yours you can read them better Obviously, and i feel you, one can yeah. read the other person like eyes is the best way to express yourself so you can see their eyes and everything i think obviously they, ha- they there is some effect online totally. can't be as online can't be as productive as like in face to face 
Yeah, I think I totally agree with that. And I think um, it's just been about adapting. And I think we've all adapted pretty well. In, you've got to, t I think you have to try and take the positives in all situations. So for me, it's meant that actually, we don't have to, I don't have to worry about traveling to the ground. So I can interview a whole host of players and my schedule and where I am doesn't, it doesn't really matter because I can, I can conduct the interviews from my home. Um, so in that sense, it's been quite positive, but yeah, I think learning to host this new, in this new way, um, hosting virtual events as well. I've worked for the LMA, which is the League Managers Association and interviewed Gareth Southgate online. Again, that was a 45 minute to one hour interview. And it was lovely, but it was like, I just wished I could have been there because I know you can just get that little bit extra out of someone when you're sat with them, but it was still, it was still a really lovely experience. So um, I guess it's just something new to add to the CV, hey? Yeah. So now mm -hmm. since, uh, since we lack in time, a little rapid fire round to lighten the environment, uh, that too on the ongoing English Premier League to wrap things up. Is it fine okay. to you? Okay. Uh, absolutely. It, will, it, sh it will be a quick one. So, okay. find of the season, like best debutant. Yeah, okay. So this season, I'd say Ollie Watkins at Villa. He's been really good. Diogo Jota, before he got injured, fit into that Liverpool team so seamlessly as though he's always been there. And then Cavani for Man United. I think he's done very well. I think we'll see more of him as well throughout the season. Oh, so who would you pick in your team? Bruno Fernandes or Kevin De Bruyne? Oh, it's a good question. It's a good question, but I'd have to go with Kevin De Bruyne because he's just a world-class player. He's up there with the best in the world, as you know, and uh, he's won back-to-back -back titles with Man City. If you're the owner of CEO of a Premier, uh, Premier League club, who will be your manager? Pep Guardiola or Jose Mourinho or Jurgen Klopp? Yeah, Jurgen Klopp. I'd have to say Jurgen Klopp because I love his charisma. I love his energy and his football brain. Plus, he is the current Premier League champion. And I would love to have a Klopp hug every week because he he looks like he gives the best hugs. <laughs> Even I think so. <laughs> so, your favourite Indian football club? Oh, Pratisha, you know, I'm a Mumbaiker. I've called myself a Mumbaiker because I lived in Mumbai for over a year. So I'd have to say Mumbai City FC because I lived there and I went to a few of their home games. Um, I love, however, the passion of the Kerala Blasters and that yellow army and the football culture in Goa, Chennai, Calcutta and Bengaluru. So basically, I've just given you about 50 different clubs. But <laughs> Obviously. I love them. I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what will you what will you watch if they are telecasted on the same time? England versus uh, India tournament final or FA Club final? FA Cup final. Oh, it has to be England versus India any day. Your favorite Bollywood actor? Ranveer Singh. Um oh, I met him. Too. Oh, really? Okay, I think he's lovely. I love his energy. I love his personality and I've met him. So I really enjoyed meeting him at the Cricket World Cup when I was presenting India-Pakistan. He was there. I met him and um, I thought he was brilliant. I also liked him in Gully Boy as well. Oh, that was a lovely movie. So your, your favourite team in the Premier League? Okay. I think you're going to have to watch my shows and try and figure it out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I'll see you. Your favourite made on the telecasting team? It's a hard one because I love them all, but I'd have to go with my weekend warm-up crew because I do love those boys. They're brilliant. And who will be your captain of your fantasy Premier League team? Um, so, 
Kevin uh, Kevin De Bruyne is the captain of my fantasy team, but because he didn't play um, in the last game, my vice captain um, <laughs> Mo Salah. So that was brilliant because he obviously scored as well in that in that um, game. But it's Kevin De Bruyne at the moment. Okay, now prediction question: Who, according to you, will win the uh, Premier League this season? I think it's going to be Manchester City. As we speak now, they're three points clear at the top. Uh, they have a game in hand and they're 12 games unbeaten. So they've just quietly gone about themselves and they've got themselves back to the top. And I, I think they'll win the league. But you could ask me this again after Liverpool play Man City at the weekend and it might change. <laughs> <laughs> it may. Uh, and last question, your best fangirl moment in football? Oh, best fangirl moment in football. It has to be presenting my very first show with both Ian Wright and Alan Shearer because I've watched them not just play the game, but I've watched them on my screens growing up um, on Match of the Day. And for me to be the presenter with those two in the studio was a proper football fangirl moment. If you were to ask me the same in cricket, however, when I was at the Cricket World Cup, I felt so privileged to be there, and I did host elements of the India-Pakistan match, which, mm -hmm. as we know, is absolutely amazing. It's such an opportunity, and um, Sachin Tendulkar was there, so I interviewed him and I watched the match with him, and that's a moment I'll never forget. Meeting Sachin Tendulkar is actually a dream of like thousands of Indians, rows of Indian, basically. So I know, and I and you know what? God in himself. He is, and I, I got to actually watch the whole match with him. So you can imagine and have a good chat with him. And it was like one of those pinch me moments, you know, when you can't believe. Mm -hmm. And, and you, I'm sat there, he's having a cup of tea, I'm having a cup of tea. And I was just like, whoa, this is And that too, in an India-Pakistan match, that place is like, the whole country is so energetic at that time. India was in India versus Pakistan, that is like a time. It, it, is, the, it is the time which unites families, everyone in India. And that's what I love. Exactly. So with this, I would like to thank you for taking out time for this show, ma'am, out of your busy schedule. It was lovely talking to you. Now, a message you would like to give to girls out there aspiring to continue with sports journalism. Yes. Do you know what? I was going to end on this? First of all, thank you very much for having me on your um, recording. And I really, really enjoyed being interviewed by you. And I want to say just, you know, to your student, I know you're doing journalism and all those girls that are with you on that course and guys as well. Just good luck with it. Keep going. We're in very, very difficult times at the moment and unpredictable times, but just nothing beats working hard so put in the hours put in the hard work and you will succeed and just keep going uh, never stop believing in yourself as well and just believe that you can do it and best of luck thank you so much ma'am with this i would be ending the show